Oh, it, sorry. Shut up. Damn it. Fuck. <laughs> Do it. Do it. I hope you're including this. No, Steve, go ahead. You, you do what the thing you do wanted it. to do. <laughs> do it. God damn it. Go. The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your host, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. So uh feels good. That's the first Leafs win in four months, guys. Four months. Oh, and this March morning, 10th. this morning, could we could we be tweeting about something good? No, we need to tweet about Martin Marincin. And Steve, I want to I want to start with that because you sent out a tweet about <laughs> Martin Marincin that I think I think we need to read. So it's it's. uh I'm going to just read it for everybody, and then, Steve, you can maybe explain it, okay? I, I sent out a couple tweets about Martin Marincin. Okay. <laughs> so, wow, so I'm allowed to look at Twitter right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Damn, Adam, so you wild. the first one is he retweeted a Martin Marincin Maple Leaf hot stove uh, uh, goal, and they were putting out uh, – they've been putting out highlights all year, and they kind of kept us going during the uh, pandemic because they always had, like, a Leafs highlight every day. But Steve retweeted and said, Martin Marincin once passed the fuck to himself by banking it off the post on purpose because it looks cool <laughs> as hell and games his Corsi and then buried it. Oh, <laughs> and then, wow. And then <laughs> followed that up with a tweet. You foolish. Martin Marincin is bad. Me ascended telepathic. And then it's just the big brain meme. <laughs> so me, the giant head. So I guess you're just as excited as the rest of us that uh, Martin Marincin will be drawing in. Not Rasmus Sanding. Big stick daddy Martin Marincin is in the lineup and he's going to be unstoppable. Are they, okay. I had a rough night with the baby. I didn't see anything about Marincin. I just saw people tweeting mm -hmm. about him. Is he in the lineup or what? He will be in the lineup. Can, yes. I, can I read something yeah! from, from Chris Johnston? Yep. The Marty Party. Chris Johnston says, uh, replicating Thursday's effort, blah, 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 likely be replaced by Martin Marincin. Martin Marincin hasn't appeared in the Stanley Cup playoffs since 2017 when he was on ice for both goals against Washington in a 2-1 loss. That is so dry, Christopher. How dare you, Christopher? Listen, I was at game three against Washington when Martin Marincin was on the ice to kill off a five-on-three um, that, despite his best efforts, the Leafs were not scored on. Because, boy, did that guy just love throwing grenades right up the middle of the ice. Ah, Martin like, Marincin, he's just, but the cat came back the very next day. The cat came back. He, he's got more staying power than Roman Polak, which I didn't think was possible. He's the how, longest tenured member of the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's how incredible. long? Well, he's yep. not the longest. Morgan Riley is. Second longest tenured yeah. member of the yeah. Toronto Maple Leafs. That's what I thought. <laughs> But but in all honesty, there, there's a uh, I mean, the Mark Marincin at his supposed best, Steve, you once described him as Gandalf at the bridge. You shall not pass. You like he's shall got pass. No, you that was pass. that was Igor Oja Gandalf is, is what I called him. Um, but uh, Martin he's got Marincin that big wand, right? He's got that big stick that he's supposed to be able to use. I don't understand why they're putting this guy in. I don't I don't get it. I do he not get another option. Dermot? Rasmus Sandin. Oh, sorry, Sandin? 
He's I would I would say for our Lord of the Rings uh comparison, he's like an archer. He's great at long range, but then what what happens once they breach those walls? He's great at preventing zone entries, but once they're in there, they are there forever and ever. Amen. Mm-hmm. Are, are you guys excited for a big Marty Marinchin hit? Oh. <laughs> don't think I've ever seen one. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think it's a thing that he does. But I mean he scored a goal on Vancouver once, and that was cool. On Thatcher oh. Demko, I mean, Merchant. Oh, well, we great. did get news he's today that uh, Jake kill, so we got to give him effort for that. He is Jesse. Let's be careful with our words because right. words hurt. He is on the penalty kill. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be careful with the words we use. Now, there are going to be. <laughs> are there any Martin Merchant defenders left? I mean, because we were like, hey, maybe. After that AHL Calder Cup run, maybe. Here's a yeah. guy. That's, is winning the Calder Cup the worst thing that can happen to your organization? I don't know. Because <laughs> then every be? member of that team, you're like, they're great. Every one of them, championship DNA. They know well, what they're doing. Some, there's been Frederick some players Ote, that have graduated. DNA. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there have some guys. Yeah. 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 And the, the Leafs roster currently has 18 players that have graduated for the Marlies. That's 18. a lot. Wow. That's a That's lot. That's a good job. That's a lot. Yeah. It's a great job. It's amazing. Um, but, you know, I think. Wait, I, what kind of job is it? What? Jesse, put, press the button. What is, press the button. What, this Steve, it's a great, great job. Great. Uh, oh, okay. Wow. We're not going to do that all show. Wow. Well, yes, we are. Oh, not. Why no. me? <laughs> because I want people to actually listen. No. I don't get it. <laughs> So, you know, obviously uh, the the Martin Marincha news was preceded by uh, the Jake Muzzin uh, news, I guess. And that was that he was released from hospital this morning. If you missed the play, towards the end of the Leafs-Columbus Blue Jackets game, the game was sort of out of reach. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois sort of cross-checked, sort of pushed Muzzin from behind. And it would have been a nothing play except for the fact that uh, Muzzin hit uh, a Columbus Blue Jacket player's skate on the way down twisted his neck and uh unfortunately uh, there is some sort of injury with it now he's gonna muzzin's gonna be able to go back to the hotel uh apparently be with the team i didn't see anything about quarantining in there but he will be able to stay with the team he's just going to be unavailable for the rest of the series so you got to think they're going to try to win it for muzzin uh the leafs though did everything everything we asked them to do if you saw the game you know that the Leafs absolutely dominated play. They did something that we haven't seen them do all year long. Steven, what was that? Dominated. Dictate play. They dictated the play. That was you last episode. You were like, man, they, these guys, they need to step up and dictate play. They got the, they've got it. And it's almost like they listened to you. Almost. It is almost like that. And But what did it start with, Adam? I know people don't like this. People don't like this. But listen, if they're going to clog up the middle, and force you into the corners, what do you at least, at very least, have to do? Make the corners inhospitable. Kyle Clifford sent someone uh, to the moon. Was it Dominic Kukin? I think so. Send him to the moon now. On a possibly illegal hit. Yeah. I. It was borderline. It was borderline. It's, it's playoff legal, we'll call it. That's a great term for it, because uh did not directly target the head, I thought three strides, feet planted at the moment of contact. Now, right. 
that I wonder if they're ever going to revisit that rule because like, yeah, feet planted at the moment of contact and then straight upwards. So I don't know. I don't know how long that sort of hit is for this world uh, or if it should be in our game, but uh, because he got almost entirely shoulder, I think we're good. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, right. Kukin, Kukin wasn't knocked out. He was just like, does someone get the number of that truck? Because even if you get hit in the shoulder, it's gonna oh that the, it's gonna ruin that your day. Him. He was going down. It was a big hit. But it's it's the effect that that has on the team, right? It's the effect yes. that that has on momentum. That happens in the first three minutes, and from then on, even like when you're watching as a fan, sometimes you just feel good and you don't know why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what started to happen. Now you go through the first period, and there are chances, but they can't solve the goalie. Jonas Corposalo is perfect through four periods in the series. Oh. And you get to halfway through the second period, and you're thinking, and they're starting to talk about it. Craig Simpson, eh? Just, just driving that home, right? Oh, yeah. Because well, uh, Craig Simpson has no broadcast. idea what that's like. Because yeah. <laughs> he has the NHL record for career shooting percentage. Yes. He doesn't yes. understand getting stifled by a goalie. He doesn't get it. <laughs> he, uh, Craig said, it was, it was like he was driving and he's like, well, the player's got to be, you got to wonder what Freddie Anderson's thinking, you know, that guy, Corpus Allo's at the other end, and I just don't know how Freddie's going to keep up with this. And then he was, you know, he's getting into the, the heads of Tavares and Matthews. And so finally, towards the end of the second period, we get a Matthews to Hyman, back to Matthews, tip past Corpus Allo, and you just feel... Like in Matthews' celebration, you feel the relief that he felt. Yes. You know what I mean? He fe- Here's he the reward. How everyone felt at home. And it's a, uh, it, was, it was one of those, yes, it was a, a reward for a job well done. At that point, the Leafs were on pace for something like 60 shots. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. It was really, they, they were really outplaying the Blue Jackets. And then John Tavares on his eighth scoring opportunity of the game, uh, breakaway. And I'm, you know, because when's John Tavares getting a breakaway? As much as I love John Tavares, not a speedy was slow. Speedy, not a speedy guy, Someone but he was slow. away. And that was goal number three, or sorry, goal number two in the uh, in the third period, uh, with another one where you go, holy smokes, he really, really needed that one. <laughs> and then of course Morgan Riley puts the empty netter away. So the big guys come out big for the Leafs. The question I have for you is, how come we've never seen this before, and will we ever see this again? Oh, I think we've seen it. It's just who have we seen this again? They need to be like that. That complete of a game. That complete of a game. uh, I don't think we have. Can I throw something out there, Adam? That's a wonderful mug. Uh, Throw it out there, Jesse. What about their last victory before this was all shut down? When they beat Tampa two-one, and it was probably the most solid Leafs game we had seen all season. They weren't flying. They didn't have all the shots going, but it was just a solid hockey game. I think but that's Jesse, just as good as what happened last night. That that game is a wonderful example. Do you know what preceded that game? Uh, that was a horrible showing on like three a straight night. losses yeah. in California. Yeah. You all laugh at me at my supposed bit of getting someone to follow Frederick Gauthier around and ruin his day. Mm-hmm. Here's what's wrong with that joke. I limited it to Frederick Gauthier. You got to follow all of them. Hey, Matthews, nice hat, bat. And just, hey, Marner, nice Red Bull hat. Knock it off. Just knock off all their hats. Except Kyle Clifford, you leave him alone. But the rest of them, you knock off all their hats. 
and you take their cool Justin Bieber shirts and you squirt mustard on them and you throw Legos on the floor. <laughs> you change their Instagram password. You do everything you can to, I said it. I Girl, said it, Adam. That's you ruin their day. It's not good. All you do is get them ornery and pissed off. They, that game two performance doesn't happen if they don't suck in game one. Hmm. I just, one day, one day, one day need that in both games but i mean what since when does that happen who's ever won 16 right. straight to win a stanley cup or in this case it would have to be 19 straight to win a stanley cup it doesn't happen and a loss in game one is not a death sentence the toronto raptors lost to the orlando magic kyle lowry zero points i was there yeah a loss though the way the leafs lost it was like whoa it was, the very was they had lost like that before and what i'm saying is we've seen more of column a which was game one, then column B, which is game two. Now, they had injuries this year. They had trouble putting it together. They had a coaching change. And then they went on a 20-game streak where they were 15-5. and five. Mm -hmm. but, right. but that was the middle of the season. It was great to see this. How do we get them to replicate this? Because you know Columbus is going to try to come hard. If there is one thing that they are, I mean, they may not be the most skilled team in the league, but they are feisty and they are energetic. How do you catch them again? What do you do next time? I think you got to stick to the plan and just make it hard on them. You just got to grind them a little bit. And you already see game two, uh, the effects. Uh, Kukin got clocked. Uh, Tortorella said he's fine. I'm sure he's not at 100%. Um, Zach Wierenski has already got his hand and or wrist taped. Um, interesting stat that I heard off the top of the broadcast. Seth Jones played 27 minutes in game one. Um, I don't care. I know. I don't care uh, how long you you were riding the bike this summer. It's going to take a while to get used to that, to play 27 minutes and then to recover from it. That's going to be difficult. So if they keep bringing it and bringing it and bringing it at the Columbus Blue Jackets like they did, and it's not like all their shots were from the outside. I think no, these were, these were in, them. there yeah. was a lot of like, there was one Nylander could have had where he was on. And this is in the frustrating part of the game where it's like, are they ever going to score? He was mm -hmm. on his stomach and just took a two handed whack at it. Just went past uh Corpus Allo's left pad. And you thought, man, like that even could have been a goal. And they were, there was a lot of, um, even the one also where he chances. tried to tuck With, it in. Say that like, again, Jess. Even the one also where he tried to tuck it in behind him, and then he just mm -hmm. kind of shot it into the back of Corpusala. Like there were so Absolutely. many opportunities like that. Create chaos. Just Let me ask you this, some chaos. Jesse, can you turn up your mic a little bit more? You are very sure. quiet. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shut off my AC. I think it's running. It's probably. Oh, okay. You better sh shut it off. <laughs> Get all hot shut and off your sweaty. AC. Get so, all hot yeah. and sweaty. I mean, it's 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 it was great to see. Uh, John Tortorella was obviously uh, himself after the game, mm -hmm. uh, saying, you know, they. They played great and we sucked. You know, that was the answer to every question. You think the Leafs can take this serious? Still, yes. Even without Muzzin. Yes. Yeah. And they what won kind of games loss? without Muzzin. Well, how do you, how do you, in terms of uh, community defense, because that's what it's going to be without Jake Muzzin. Yes. What do you need to do to compensate for that a little bit? Well, so here, the two prongs. So one, one other thing that the Leafs did, I oh, thought, okay, sorry. so the blue jackets are a very counterattack sort of opportunistic team. And we saw that with the Cam Atkinson one, mm -hmm. uh, the defense just sort of let the forwards do their thing. I thought, and there seemed to be a lot more communication. Uh, it was three deep two back. 
Uh, the Barry Dermot pairing gave me far fewer heart palpitations in this one. They were and, strong. They were very strong. Yeah. And I thought that sort of gave the Leafs the confidence to, we can just keep chipping away. We can keep doing our plan and we will eventually crack these guys without fear of some catastrophic two-on-one or breakaway uh, mistake. Now, what I said in my video about what they got to do without Jake Muzzin, you are not replacing Jake Muzzin with Martin Marincin. You're just not. No. Uh, you're not doing that thinking that it's a good idea and that it's going to help your hockey team win. Uh, it's going to be by committee, like you said, Adam. I think they should change um, the complexion of their D entirely. Now, what I said was CC Sandine as your third pair. We already know that's not going to happen. Uh, but my other two pairs... So you throw Marinch in there with CC. I'm not sure you do that, but let's let's put that there as a placeholder. Two guys that are going to dress and never see the ice. Let's put that there as a placeholder because I think Travis Dermott is actually the one who has to step it up uh, to uh, in Jake Muzzin's absence. Put him with Justin Hall. Mm-hmm. The dermatologist uh, pairing gets reunited, <laughs> and Tyson Berry has played nearly like regular season and playoffs. He's played nearly 600 games in the NHL. He was drafted in 2009. He's got the baby face. He's not a kid. Put him with Morgan Riley and you need to be able to ride those guys. Uh, For the you, 27, 28 minutes. Cause you're going to have to, if you're going to have Marincin and CC in the lineup, you're going to have to ride them pair. You know? yeah. Yes. You're going to have to ride them. Um, you know, you maybe put a bit of a, I don't even know if you got to really put a leash on Barry. They just have to have good communication because it's not like Morgan Riley can't wheel. And Tyson Barry, what, I mean, offensively, as advertised, was a disaster under Mike Babcock. He had 39 points. He was on pace for 45 after the not start small. that he had. No, that's incredible. Yeah, after Mike Babcock basically almost played him out of the NHL. Right. Right. And and I know Leaf fans are down on him. There, there are two guys... Leaf fans pick on, and I need you to get on their side just because, for God's sake, they play for your hockey team. Mm-hmm. Mitch Marner, I know you're mad about the contract. He was great in game two. He was. And Tyson Barry. You're mad at Mitch Marner? Oh, but are we oh, supposed yeah. to forget he didn't show up for game one? I, I just – I don't think he didn't show up for game one. I don't think he was good. I wouldn't say he didn't show up. Mitch Marner fights it. We've talked about this before. Mitch Marner is – this team is in so many ways like Nazem Kadri, where you got to give him an assignment. And you give him an assignment, and he's unreal. Mitch Marner last game felt like he had an assignment. You know what I mean? And it wasn't necessarily to create offense. It f- felt like he was playing a really smart two-way game. Tyson Berry, you got to give him an assignment. Um, fans got to get on his side because, okay, if you don't want to re-sign him, uh, Jesus, he's on the Leafs right now. And if they're going to do anything without Jake Muzzin in the lineup, he's played nearly 600 games. It's got to mm-hmm. come from him. If it's what you cannot put that on the shoulders of Travis Dermott and you cannot put that on the shoulders of Justin Hall. Well, you can. It's the playoffs. You got to put it on the shoulders of whoever's in the lineup. But if I'm going down the list, I am not, I can't skip over Tyson Berry. Right. Why, why not him? It's got to be him. I'm skipping over CeCe. <laughs> That's the one I'm being disrespectful to. Right. But uh, Tyson Berry, it, it's gotta, he's got to step up in his but, absence. And, the, and it's just 
Tyson Berry is not a Jake Muzzin replacement. It's just the style's got to change a little bit. Cody Cece uh, has not been good. Has not been good. Is not good. Still trying to understand at this point, you know, what the attachment is. It's not like there aren't better options or you couldn't move them down the lineup. Like when I look you could at- go Marinchin on the right and see uh Marinchin on the right and Sandine. Yeah, but we've, we've been asking that since July. We're clearly of not 20, gonna do it. Of July of twenty nineteen yeah. and we haven't received an answer there. I got yeah, I don't spot. I don't get it. I don't get what, it. What what I find what I what I think might be interesting though is, you know, obviously when when you're in the playoffs, it's sort of shortened the bench. Uh, and the best players rise to the top and they get the most ice time, or at least that was the way it was supposed to be. And what was so scary about watching the Leafs before in previous years is that Mike Babcock straight up refused. He's like, no, everybody, this is Soviet Russia, 1962, and everybody is going to play the same amount. Everyone will have the same amount of ice time. Yeah. You know, whereas whereas Sheldon Keith plays the guys that are supposed to play and supposed to score. And, you know, you saw that with the fourth line yesterday. They got on the ice and it was like, holy smokes, who put the who put the Jets on uh, Kyle Clifford? Because he hasn't skated, right? It's been a couple periods since I th- since he threw that hit. Now, uh, Jason Spets, I think, took a penalty on that, but it was a pretty good shift oh, before yeah. that. But how, what, I'm, what I'm trying to get at here is Joel Quinville, and Chicago fans will recognize this, had a defenseman named Kimo Timonen. In his last year, mm-hmm. was not playing great. No, but and I think he was hurt. I think he was probably hurt as well. The Blackhawks won a Stanley Cup with three D. Basically, it was <laughs> it was Brent Seabrook, Duncan Keith, and uh, who would Johnny Oduya. Johnny Oduya. That's right. And Kimo Timonen would literally you could look at the game sheet. He'd play like three minutes and thirty five seconds. Oh, it might have been Halmerson as well. Oh, it's like three and a half defensemen. Yeah, Halmerson <laughs> was awesome in that playoffs. But yeah. you know what I'm saying. So you can ride those top four guys all the way through, especially if you think that you can close out this series. And if you look at the top four the Leafs have, if, even with Muzzin out of the lineup, I thought Justin Hall had a great uh, game yesterday. He did. As, including um, there was a player that I forget who it was on the Blue Jackets who tried to get around him, and it was just it was a one-on-one, and Hall just moved him to the side, used the body. Justin Hall doesn't throw a lot of big hits, but he did use his 6'3 frame mm-hmm. and his yep. big stick and moved him out of the way, legally shut the play down. And he's done I, that a couple of times. I don't remember the play. or Sorry, I don't remember the player. I remember the play. Right. It was a good and, play. It was a good play, and that's it's the little things like that that make a big difference. So when you have Morgan Riley and Tyson Berry and Travis Dermott, who are all high-skill guys, having a guy like Justin Hall really sort of levels things out, and, and I think it limits the amount of time that you need to put a Martin Marincin on the ice because, listen, God bless him. We're hard on him. He's just not very good with a puck. So if, you know, he might be able to steal a puck from somebody because that was his big thing. It's neutral zone takeaway. Yes. The problem yeah. is, what does he do when he gets it? And that's always an issue. Um, and then, of course, you know, Cody CeCe's just just clearly just not a fit for this team. Uh, maybe maybe somewhere else next year, but just just, just not – just don't get it. Um, if you can limit the, the amount of time and the amount of touches that those two get and ride the other four, I think you're pretty good. Uh, on the other side, though, if you look at Columbus, even though this was not a good game for them, you got to be pretty excited if your goal is Jonas Corposal. Wow, man. Like, even if it's not this year, for the future, you got to be excited. Yeah. If, if your goalie asks you for double digits in contract talks, you drive them to the airport yourself. <laughs> Just holy cow. Like, 
You talk about uh, development is is a word that we often use, but it's mm -hmm. it's way easier to if you have not developed forwards properly, it's way easier to go into free agency and sign a guy or two. If you have not drafted defense properly, mm -hmm. well, it becomes a little bit more difficult, but there's fewer spots. And if you have to, you can go out and get that guy. It's going to be a little bit more expensive, but you can go out and get that guy. If you need a goalie, it's so, so, so much harder. But you watch these teams out there who they just always seem to have a goalie. They make them themselves. They make them themselves. The Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, I don't know if anyone was more right to bet on themselves than them. It's pretty amazing. It's unreal that Sergey would you who would you rather have uh for one winner take all game? Sergey Bobrovsky or Jonas Corpusalo? Right now, Corpusalo. However, Bobrovsky won this afternoon and the Panthers are still in it. And I heard from Panthers fan, they call themselves Panthers fan number seven in my DMs, and they said, Suck it, Wild. And that was it. I saw I saw someone go, hey, I took offense to that. Signed Panthers fan number six. Ah, <laughs> I like that I like that they're having fun with it. Yeah. I like it. You know, I, like I love that. I love that. I like we, it. And and honestly, and all the Panthers fans that we ever that we always deal with, um, they're all hilarious. It's like Blackhawks they fans. Know. They know. It's like Blackhawks fans we make fun of them. They're like, we know. We, we know. know. Yeah. They also won a billion championships, so it really doesn't matter to them. Yeah. Um so yeah, I mean, I, you, the thing is, and we'll get to Bobrovsky later, the Columbus Blue Jackets now, I mean, last year they didn't have any draft picks left. I think this year they're probably going to have some. Let me check. And they have a ton of cap space. And there's this guy named Taylor Hall who might be coming up. No. But, you know, and listen, I, I said earlier, I think Taylor Hall's staying in, in, in Arizona because Damn, I think ownership, there, and their, right? ownership and their president really need a win. So they're going to pull out all the stops to keep them. However, if for some reason there was somebody, another smaller market team who wanted to pay big bucks, Taylor Hall might be the guy you want to spend it on. Columbus might be the team that might want to spend it. Oh, heavens. So uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets have their first this year. Mm -hmm. They do not have their second or third. And in 2021, they do not have their second but they have all the rest of their picks. The reason they don't have either of those seconds is because of a trade made on February 23rd, 2019. The Columbus Blue Jackets trade Anthony Duclair, Ooh. a 2020 second and a 2021 second for Ryan Dezingle and a 2019 seventh. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Tough deal. Ooh. They still That's got a bad one. Dude, they got in the second round. Sure did, but oof, uh, that's they, a tough one. They had to go for it. They had to go for it. Well, Rachel Dory, I think, was on the show, and she's like, "Listen, they had to. They had to. They had to." And she oh, was right. They, I mean, where would they be without Ryan Dezingle's one goal and no assists in nine games? Oh, where would Carolina Ooh. be without him now? Oh, I think the, he's in Carolina. Isn't the he? money just also doesn't seem to exist with only Devin Shore coming off the books this offseason. Like, I don't know where you find the money to pay Taylor Hall. You don't think they have the money? No, nah, it'd be such a squeeze. In Columbus? Especially, especially with the, yeah, in Columbus, with the with the cap probably remaining flat. I think it'd be a tough squeeze. Well, they have a lot of RFAs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's, shoot. They got to pay Dubois? There's zero UFAs. Oh, that'll be expensive. That's going to hurt. Be expensive. You know, zero UFAs is a thing. 
That's going to hurt. Uh, otherwise, they're mostly... Oh, and Josh Anderson, they're going to have to pay for that little short-term contract they had. Oh, yeah, they owe him big. And he had a great year until he got hurt. The question is, how hard... That's a Darren Ferris client, by the yeah, way. Dubinsky on injured reserve. I don't know. Their, their situation's very interesting. Will Josh Anderson sign with Zurich instead? I mean... Mitch Moore almost did. So. If he doesn't sign with Zub first... True. Good point. Good uh, <laughs> so, Steve, I hope you're ready because this is the first time that we're going to do this. We got our Frosted Flakes jerseys on. Woo! I love it. Now, we do our Selly of the Week on the first show of the week, which we did, which was Nazem Kadri, which was the best celebration ever. We've already got some nominations for Selly of the Week that are coming in. And please send it to us and tag Frosted Flakes in them on Twitter or on Instagram and your Insta stories, whatever works for you. We will reveal on Sunday after the Leafs game. However, midweek, we want to take trick trip back in time. We want to do that. Steven, we're going to the best playoff goals of years past. The greatest celebrations of years past in the playoffs. And these are celebrate that, with frosted flakes. That's right. These are the <laughs> Thanks, ones. Tony the Tiger, my personal friend. <laughs> these are the ones, Steve, mm. that you that are your favorite. And we will go through these all the way through the playoffs. And there are so many to get to. But your first one, what's your first pick? Uh, does it have to be a leaf one? Because I have no, two. No. Okay, no. good. It, just only do one. I'm, I'm, only, I'm only gonna do one. <laughs> just do one. I'm only I had one of one each. I had one of each prepared just in case. Wow, he did his prep work, Jesse. Do you believe that? I, I sure did. Or did he you did just it 10 come, seconds ago. Did he come up with it right now, or did he no. think about it? You'll oh. never know, will you? No, did he come up with it right now? Yes. Okay, okay. Yes, but he's like, he's like, uh, this is what he does. Remember, you guys were going to have that debate whether Montreal Canadiens were good, and he did it in 10 seconds. Yeah, when we used to record oh. in your second bedroom. Oh, God, it was so hot. Oh. And we got the Justin, Justin Bourne, Bourne Memorial fan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Justin <laughs> was pretty sweaty. That was a hot day, though. Yeah, I, my, big big room, little air conditioner. Okay, so, uh, Stephen. Yes. Is your pick one of your favorite hockey celebrations of all time? And by the way, we will include a link to this celebration if we can find it on YouTube so you can watch it yourself. Stephen. Now, uh, that's my... a reason for a cereal celly. <laughs> That's, you're absolutely right there, Tony the Tiger. That is a reason for it. Get, but uh, can I get to it now, Tony? Okay, thank you, Tony the Tiger. I'm gonna get to it. <laughs> I love this. Go. Okay. Go. So this Sally, this Sally was a wonderful one, and uh, what I love the most about it, guys, is I was there live, and I mm -hmm. didn't see it. Oh no! You're like Mitch Marner when he scored his first goal and his mom wasn't there. She was Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Yeah. Except I was in my seat. So what happened? What happened here? This was 2016. Uh -huh. This is Stanley Cup final. Stanley Cup final, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh -huh. Oh, I was watching Mike Darnay. I was with Mike Darnay, photographer. I was there watching the. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins take on the San Jose Sharks. Now, if you remember, I want to say they pulled 24 different NHL riders and all 24 predicted the San Jose Sharks would win the Stanley Cup that year. Wow. If I'm not mistaken, they were wrong. Because in game one with the game tied 2-2, who scored? 
Nick Benino, 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 Benino. And I missed that call because I was at the game. And what happened on the ice? What was the celebration like on the ice? No idea. Here's why. I was there as a, I, I wanted the Penguins to win, but like, I don't have a passion for the Pittsburgh Penguins. I'm a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. I'm there because Mike Darnay offered, and I just wanted to finally experience the Stanley like a final. I got fed up of waiting in Toronto. Here's what I saw. Puck goes in, horn, and it was like the arrows blotting out the sun in 300 because everyone jumps out of their seat, and this is what I saw. Like, this is all, like, ah! <laughs> I was, like, scared. And, like, my fight-or-flight <laughs> reflexes kicked in because Pittsburgh Penguins fans were just losing their mind. Mike was chewing on his sweater the whole time, and then I think he practically ripped it off just like the Hulk. It was unbelievable, and what I remember most about that playoff, Selly, is that I didn't even get to see it. Wow. Wow. And Steve it is a great... great. Thanks, personal friend, Tony the Tiger. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, Steve Dangle, everybody, with a celly of Frosted Flake celly of the past. Look at that. Mm. Look at that box. I no, it's it's game time. time. Don't flake on the Frosted. That's a great idea, Tony. That's a it's great good. idea. And Adam, when you asked me to come up with something, uh, I didn't I didn't flake on you. Ah, ooh. <laughs> ooh, ah. Yeah. It, and and I didn't I didn't make up a story. No artificial flavors or colors. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. Ooh. No. I also didn't 25% iron. Sorry, I'm just reading the box. <laughs> yeah. <at this> point. <laughs> Um, so there were some other things to talk about. Obviously today, uh, as of right now, uh, the Florida Panthers are still in it. They, uh, were up three to one on the Islanders. The Islanders came back a little bit in the second and third period, but, uh, Sergei Bobrovsky mm-hmm. gets his first win with Florida Panthers in the playoffs. Could this be his last? <laughs> there's a real possibility there's a very real possibility that that sergey bobrovsky is bought out this offseason i don't think people are talking about that enough bought out adam yes bought out because the, the, people real. aren't talking about it because it's not a thing that's in i the think air. it's real what are you, are you gonna okay so here's your so here's if you're florida and he's okay. played the way he's played I, maybe you give him one more year Steve, because he is an on-off year guy. Steve, can you do but, the buyout calculator while Adam's talking? It, it would oh, be insane. Yeah. But guys, I'm telling you that if he performs the same way next year, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Lose. Lose. <laughs> yeah. And they can't afford to lose. I mean, listen, we talked to Doug Sifu years ago. That guy doesn't like to lose. No. Wait, what is it? What would it be? What's the oh, what would it be? Okay. This is... <laughs> Holy crap. So, he'd be a very rich man. They'd still owe oh, he's him... he's going to be. They'd owe him $47.5 million to not play for them. <laughs> Oof, Maron. Um, and you know he'd go sign somewhere else and win a bunch of games. That's how it would happen. His cap hit would be... million for one, two, three seasons before jumping to 6.833 for the next three seasons. And then 1.833 for one, two, three, four, five, six seasons. Wow. For a total of, holy crap, is that 12 years? 
on the books. At that number, you bite the bullet and you play the bad goalie. Do you? Yes. Instead of having for, a six for, t- for eight no, years, no, no, because you're gonna have a seven six, years. You're gonna have a six million dollar cap hit. Plus, you got to pay a goalie. Say it's three million. Yeah. So you're, you're paying like nine million dollars on a cap hit for a goalie. You might as well just pay Bobrovsky to play for you. Now, <laughs> let's see. Let's see how much this conversation changes. So let let's say he is really bad. Uh, next year they play him next year, and he's just and he's not good. And he's not good. Uh, it actually changes pretty significantly um, in terms of money, like actual money owed. Okay. Uh, he's owed $37.5 million. Cap it's still real tough. It's not as bad, but it's real tough. Um, 5.8 exactly for two years and then upping to 6.8 for three. Ooh. And then it's 1.8 for one, two, three, four, five years. So the buyout... The buyout length would go from 12 years to 10, um, and he'd you'd you'd have one fewer year of the 5.833. But boy, I think at this point you just gotta really hope he's better. <laughs> Get him all the help you can. All right. You have to. You I, have to. You, you got to do what the Bruins did. You got to go out and get like a Yarrow Halak. Yeah. yeah, or something like that. With um, but, uh, with a global pandemic and Seattle coming in and all these changes, I'd like to see every team get a free buyout. That would just be fun for the chaos of the league. You know, oh, you yeah. go into this off off season, you give every team, hey, if you want to buy out the contract, you don't have to pay for it. Just do it, and you get it, and that'd be a lot of fun. Well, and listen, if you can afford it, what does like, it matter? Yeah. Yeah. Well, every I've team always get wondered one get out of jail free card. Yeah. I've always wondered why you wouldn't do that every season. Yeah. And because the players would for sure have to go for that. Because if you're like, look at what happened. With, remember with Vinny LeCavalier, he was getting paid by three different teams. I think he was I bought out was. and then bought out again. And then he played for Chicago. And it was like, this is stupid. Like it was Philadelphia, Tampa Bay. And then I think, wasn't that, wasn't that the setup? Isn't Kessel getting paid by three teams right now? Yeah. The Leafs mm-hmm. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the Coyotes. Like it's I, stupid. But um, I, I think, and I mean, obviously that favors rich teams. I understand that. But again, we got to find ways, especially with the cap being flat, to sort some of this stuff out. Yep. You know what I'm saying? If there's anything, though, Adam, where you go, the players would go for that for sure. That's why it's not going to happen. Right. If it's too obviously in one favor and it's the players. And but not it the hamstrings owners. the owners if they're not successful. Like, think about what this does to the Florida Panthers franchise. If they, they better develop a goalie then if he's not good enough. Yeah, but the the salary cap is there to prevent these contracts, right? Right. They're they're trying to, they're trying to, at least uh, de incentivize. What's incentivize? But the opposite. No, anyway, you got it. You had it there. Yeah, yeah, they're trying to make you not want to spend your money like a stupid. Um, <laughs> and the Panthers went out and spent their money like a stupid, <laughs> and he'll never be worth it. Like well, what? What would he have to do? Maybe next year he's Carey Price in his prime. They that breaks even. <laughs> that breaks even. He's making perennial Vesna nominee money. He was he's barely. Re, he was barely replacement level this year, though. So next year, if he gets nominated for the Vesna, then that's still only fifty percent. Like we're talking about, he can't dig himself out of this hole contractually for a couple years, unless they win the cup. It's bad. Oh, it is bad. There's no question it's bad. It's so weird, though, that Dale, Dale Talon would, like, make a bad hockey decision. 
This is really weird. Steve, he won, he won a cup once. And, and is probably like the best at phone conversation in the league. What's, <laughs> has the, to be. what's the worst uh, contract in the National Hockey League? Like how that was one? it that? How couldn't it? How could it not mm. be that? Right. I think this year it had to be Bobrovsky. Yeah. Right. But again, when like I mean Bobrovsky, it, it, and this is again probably just it was just play, but Bobrovsky's the reason Todd Richards was fired from Columbus, mm-hmm. and then he turned it around, and so did the team. Weirdly, right? And and the Leafs take a lot of crap for the signing bonus stuff, but like I'm looking at Bobrovsky's uh uh contract structure this year is base salaries four mil signing bonus 7.5 next year base salary six signing bonus six next year base salary six signing bonus six signing bonus six signing bonus six or uh, base salary six his the first year where his base salary is larger than his signing bonus is 24 25 so he's somewhat bioproof too because of that yeah, he, it makes it really hard. Mm-hmm. It it just makes it really hard for the buyout to make sense for you. Um, wow. wow, wow, it's it's bad. Uh, tradable? Uh, no, no, not really, man. Like, no. who has that kind of space? This isn't Pavel Datsuk and his ghost. This is it's 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 one of the worst contracts in the NHL right now. And will he return to Vesna form? Mm. Mm-mm. he has to uh, otherwise it's a mess i do find it funny that the two teams that wanted him the most are playing right now and he's the reason a good reason why one of them is not doing as well varlamov has had a rebirth and i wonder what i mean the the uh i forget the islanders goalie coach's name but he's the guy that revived robin Lehner's career as well that's steve breer i think no. it is is it steve breer mm, I, anyway I he's you know obviously done a really great job and varlamov was okay was pretty good for a long time uh, and had some spectacular years, but he's really come on strong with the Islanders again, uh, as did Robin Leonard. And I wonder what Bobrovsky would have looked like on the Islanders with a really strong goalie coach. And Thomas Grice was awful, and he's a pretty reliable backup now. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing what he's done with them because that is a bizarre position that I wouldn't even begin to try to understand. It, to me, all I know about goaltending is just try to be there positionally, and hopefully the puck hits you in the face. Like, that's... That's it, right? Like there was Corpus Allo saves last night against uh, the Leafs, whereas like he just happened to be in the right spot, right? Oh, boys, we got an answer. So 34 seconds ago, the Leafs tweeted out uh, the forward lines are the exact same, so Engvall stays in. Okay. Janssen is practicing with the main group. That's interesting. That's good. Um, good news. He's an extra. And the defense pairings are, they listed it in this order. Okay. Travis Dermott and Justin Hall. Morgan Riley, yeah, D- Morgan Riley and Cody CC and Marinchin Barry. That is going to be wild. I'm excited. <laughs> one master puck handler, one who cannot at all. What will happen? <laughs> what will happen? Hey, at least it's not on the uh, right side this time. It's the left side that's a bit wacky. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And at bo- least if Muzzin's back for next series, and at least if the Leafs can get there. That'd be great. Right. Let's move on. And just uh, one thing to fill in, because before you were asking about the Muzzin uh, quarantine situation, since he left, mm-hmm. now that he has returned to his room, he has to quarantine for four days. And those four days, he has to have four consecutive negative tests. And once he uh, has those four negative tests, then he's all cleared and good to go. That's so annoying. That's from uh, oh, Kevin well. McGran. Now that's life. 
yeah. right? That's the way that's it goes. Okay. That sucks. It is what it is. Well, he's not going to play in the series anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Right? Like, he's not playing. Like, so, four days doesn't even yeah, take but... him to the end of this series. Like, this series yeah. would end on Sunday if it went five games, you know? Really? Would it? Yeah, because it's back-to-back uh, Thursday, Friday. What? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Back-to-back oh, Thursday, Friday. No. Leafs in Columbus. Whoa. I think it's going to play a little bit of a factor. I don't think people have thought about the back-to-backs yet. You know, these we guys... Have running every day and then all of a sudden you got to play back-to-back hockey games after going back uh every other day it's gonna be fun well and also like is freddie gonna play both he's got to he's got to yeah, like i mean gonna play your backup goalie in a no, playoff he game no he does he, yeah that's he does. what the hurricanes just did in an elimination game yeah it's but, not the same yeah no it's not the the hurricanes same. don't have a starter like freddie they yeah. don't that's true that's true and this isn't mike babcock yeah the Hurricanes have one goalie and then James Reimer. You know, who's like... There he is. You do not oh. talk trash about the $60 James Reimer figure. Yeah, well... <laughs> um, the next series we got to talk about, uh, Montreal and Pittsburgh. Uh, this goes again today at eight o'clock tonight. Uh, so by the time you're hearing this, it'll be a little bit out of date, but we should mention it anyway. Um, Pittsburgh coming back three, one win a couple of days ago. Um, they're going to play again, uh, tonight, obviously. And then if there is a game five, it'll game four, game five would be back to back on, uh, Friday and Saturday, um, from this series. I mean, is, is game two more indicative? I mean, it seemed to be more indicative of what we thought this series was going to be. Do you see that continuing? Uh, you know what I see continuing uh, is the five twelve matchups continue to be the tightest in the entire playoff. Weird, isn't it? It's weird. <laughs> Incredibly weird. Incredibly weird. Well, I mean, it's yes, Adam, it's more indicative because there's and this I, it's insulting to the Montreal Canadiens. There's no reason the Pittsburgh Penguins should lose the series. There's none. Absolutely none. Unless there is something we are totally unaware of. There is no reason. They are better than the Montreal Canadiens in every respect except maybe in net. By the way, uh, am I wrong for saying Tristan Jari should be starting? I think he should, but... Is he hurt? Did Did I miss something? I mean, I think they're going with Matt Murray because he's won a couple cups. Yeah. I mean, it's it's an easy justification to make. The guy won a couple cups. Okay, well, two teams went into game one of their series... Actually, both five seeds went into game one of their series and decided not to start their best goaltender Mm -hmm. because their second best goaltender has a history of playoff success. Both teams lost. One team switched and won. The other team did not, and he played extremely well, and they won. Um, I mean, Mike Smith was the obvious mistake there for Edmonton. Uh, Dude was sub 900. What are you doing? Uh, but Matt Murray had a really, really bad year. Tristan Jari was in the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I don't know, maybe all these months off have been a, a reset for Murray, but I, the series kind of goes through him because if he's fine, they win. Montreal could play their absolute best and lose this series because they should. So it all kind of falls on Matt Murray. It does. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, Moving on to the last series, which wrapped up yesterday. Uh, This is in the Eastern Conference anyway. Uh, New York, Carolina, exactly how we drew it up. 
Oh, we? No, me. Uh, Caroline. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. Like, yeah, same. Oh. Same. <laughs> what do you? What do you want? What do you want, yeah. folks? I'm sorry. So uh, stupid. It's so funny because Steve is such a huge Dave's Rhymer fan and bets against his team. I know. Well, listen. If the Leafs, I rarely pick a team. If the Leafs get eliminated, though, I am absolutely 100% full-blown Carolina Hurricanes fan. Mm. I want James Reimer to get his ring, and I'm going to campaign for David Ayers to get a ring. You can uh, you can uh, take your seat behind me on that bandwagon because I think that is a scary, scary hockey team. They executed so well. It was amazing. Do you really have a David Ayers or Chief? They sent wow. it to me without me asking. Wow. Oh, Carolina Hurricanes. Is that is their jerks? They're so yes, it is, actually. <laughs> they they sent us insulting. those bunch of jerks t-shirts, too. They did. Yeah. And I'm Don like, who Jerry gave went. you my address? <laughs> you did. You damned it. I did. I like free yeah. things. But, you know, whatever. The Carolina That's Hurricanes Twitter account listens to us, right? Or something like that? I don't know. I there think they're aware of us. The, yeah. There was a time where the Penguins one did. Because they winked at us when we asked them to. Yeah, yeah, blink if you're listening. Yeah, yeah they blinked. <laughs> um, that was very funny. <laughs> that was a good yeah, day. you get there from time to time. You're like, wow, all right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the Carolina Hurricanes and everybody was, uh, I mean, the the Tony D'Angelo, uh, like, wow, was that? Did he get yeah. walked? Like that was unbelievable. But the thing was, and I think it was Pete Blackburn that pointed this out. What was Jake Truba doing on that? Did you see him? Awful. 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 That's a that was bad. That was Is just that bad a pair? coverage. Is that a pair? Uh, I guess it is. Two righties. I guess right. you're That's allowed a good to do that. To have. In hockey, you know. I, I know you're allowed, <laughs> but like, is it ideal? And the answer seemed to be a resounding no. And, um, but I think the interesting sorry. thing, and let me say this: the care, sorry, the New York Rangers did not start King Henrik for that last one. He played 125 straight games for the Rangers in the playoffs. They did not start him. We mentioned that we talked about that on the last show. What an unbelievable goalie unbelievable goalie but does he it, he's i think that game two sort of proved it that was to me that's the line in the sand the king hendrick era is over he will be there next year he will be on the roster he'll play another year he will but he is now squarely the backup can i take bets that's, on that can i take bets on that he won't play for the rangers next year he will you don't be, think he's going to play for the rangers next year no another he's team. makes it Okay, how are, how is another team going to pick up an eight million dollar Henrik Lundqvist? Uh, I I see that the Rangers have two brand new young spring chicken starting goalies <laughs> that they're going to run with. Spring chicken. You you ship out King Henrik and you bring in the fresh blood. They're not going to ship out King Henrik because they wouldn't do that to his legacy. They Number would. two, no one's going to take him. Adam, where's Tom, where's Tom Brady playing this year? Well, the, King Henrik has another year left. Tom Brady does not. Yes, he does. So, so King Tom Brady had, didn't though. He was a free agent. No, but I'm, he should, I'm saying they have replacements for him. They I just, know they do, and and they should have replaced. But I'm just saying, who is going to take Henrik Lundqvist? Anybody, at, even at four million. Anybody who's Seattle, like anybody who's desperate for a goalie. Ooh, this, can you, I just you expose Henrik Lundqvist? By the way, I don't know if you can because he might yeah, have a no trade yeah. in his deal. Yeah, I don't know he might have a no trade. But I'm saying, what did Steve start this podcast off with? Goaltending is so Tony hard. To I find. thought it was Martin Marinch and Big Brain. But after, after, that. <laughs> after that, what did he say? Goaltending is so hard to find that you're going to find a taker for Henrik Lundqvist. 
Can I point out that they also that have a mean. 22-year-old goalie prospect who put up unreal numbers at UMass Lowell this year, whose name is Tyler Wall. They got three. They got two good. Goalies. Too good to be true. They just keep making goalies over there. Man, hand it to the Rangers. Good year. Really good year. Yeah. Much better oh, yeah. than they should have yeah. been. And yes, they are Artemi Panarin and his band of merry men, as I saw so eloquently put on Twitter. Really, that's what the Rangers are. But they've got strong goaltending. They've got Artemi Panarin and some pretty good support pieces and some young guys coming along. Um, I'm excited to see what the Rangers do for the next few years. They're an exciting, fun team to watch, and you can root for them. You know what I'm saying? Well, and, and I'm looking at... I'm looking at their team, and we pra- uh, we we praise them so much for how young they are, how well they've rebuilt, uh, goaltending their set. What did the Leafs do to get out from Patrick Marlowe's contract? They traded they a, a first-round pick. I'm looking at the Rangers. They've had a ton of draft picks. This year, they have two in the first round. They don't have a second. Two in the third, a fourth, a fifth, a sixth, three in the seventh. The next year, they have their own first, their own second, two-thirds, two-fourths. Why not spend a little bit of that since you've done such a good job with your picks? Spend a little bit of that and see if Henrik Lundqvist would go somewhere else. Yep. I'm also... I wouldn't trade a first-round pick. You'd have to trade a first. I'm a little confused as to how it works with him because if you sign a player to a contract when they're over 35... Uh, too bad, so sad. If they retire, you're stuck with the full hit. Yeah. With Lundqvist, because he signed before he was 35, I don't know if it works that way. It's not the same. No. I don't know. Yeah, but he's he's only got the one year. He's only got the one year left. I it would buy be a- awfully nice if the Rangers could spend eight billion dollars on I don't know Taylor Hall. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy this. I'm just gonna keep bringing up Taylor Hall's name. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna buy out his contract right now. Let's see what it looks like. Ooh, okay. Next year it's five point five against the cap, and then the next year it's one point five, and then it's over. See, I'd rather take the five point five hit than lose a first round pick. Yeah, me too. I would do that. But I don't. Again, or he retires. But he's not going to. If you're, I mean, he's got a a bazillion dollars anyway. But like, if you're him, it's like, no, I'm showing up, man. Or I'm on the long term injury reserve. He wants which he call. might do for them. You could have a conversation with him and say, listen, Henrik, I'm sure you got an injury we can we can put on the chalkboard. We're going to send you to Robida Island. It's very comfortable there. Big money. I love and the you- cap-friendly answers the dumb questions that I want to know the answer to. Estimated career earnings for Henrik Lundqvist. Anyone want to take a stab? $100 million. No. Jesse? Uh, 75. Adam was closer to right, but he went over. So price is right rules. Ah. Jesse wins. Uh, $98,283,390. Yeah, but you need that extra $8 million, just in case. <laughs> you do. I mean, he does probably have a, an apartment in Manhattan. So Yeah, that's still like 8% of your career earnings in one year. I think you should probably take it. <laughs> oh, yeah. You wow. Know? Who's going to turn down $8 million bucks? Even if you're a billionaire, you're not Steve turning down Wood. $8 million bucks. No, Steve Dan. I mean, Steve Wood, because Steve's good. <laughs> David, and Steve and David Pasternak, because David Pasternak doesn't yeah, care, he just loves hockey. Pasternak. I just, I, I do podcasting <laughs> for the love of it, and I make video blogs for the love of it. <laughs> I just love it. That's why I don't put a lot of tape on my headphones. I'm kidding. I'm going after David Pasternak. He doesn't deserve it. I'm just, just joshing him. No, then do it I'm for here. free. Uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Take and, the deer. And- <laughs> <laughs> shut, up or shut up dave give it all back 
Chicago Blackhawks, Edmonton Oilers. Uh, you may be listening to the show tonight. As the game is happening, it starts at 1030 Eastern time. Game three, the Oilers came roaring back. They look like the Oilers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, Connor McDavid did everything. <laughs> but isn't that what it's going to be? Yeah. No, it is. It is. Uh, but, oh, my God. That's the best player in the league. No, it's like, not you know a how, good question. Yeah, you know and how we hem and haw? Like, no, but I am always reluctant to give the Sidney Crosby torch over to Connor McDavid. No, Connor McDavid is skating circles around Crosby with that torch. That doesn't mean Crosby... You know, knowing him, he could win this year. He could win the Conn Smythe. Sidney Crosby could win the Stanley Cup this year and the Conn Smythe. He will not be a better hockey player than Connor McDavid is currently. He's not. Connor McDavid not that, is a freak of nature. It's not that Sidney Crosby's fallen off. It's that Connor McDavid is that special. Yep. He's he's now. If you put, you know, twenty-five-year-old Crosby up against twenty-five-year-old. Okay, fine, but that's all fantasy discussion. Right now, Connor McDavid is the best player, far and away, the best player in the National Hockey League. Four far goals. and away. Four goals in the first two games in the play round, playing round. Including a goal 19 seconds into a must-win game, and un- uh, he had two goals in less than five minutes mm-hmm. to start a must-win game. Yep. One of them of which was a funeral. Yeah. Why was That's it a, a good way to describe it. <laughs> why would you see? Why would you describe that it man like that, guys? cremated Olimata on national television? Holy cow! That was shocking. That was unbelievable. And how many guys has he cremated this year? He does it for fun. He gets a sick pleasure out of it. He don't make Connor McDavid mad. He's he's not the enthusiastic fun loving dude with inspirational quotes his inspiration is he takes opposing hockey players and lights them on fire and if you're one of the oilers sitting on the bench or 50 feet behind him because you can't keep up watching that and you can't get inspired by it get out of the league you should be able to win a stanley cup with that player you should be able to take the wheeling nailers and put it behind Connor McDavid and win a Stanley Cup. The who? He's the fastest kid alive. Wheeling Whalers. Oh. The wheeling nailers. It's a real team. <laughs> oh, nailers. Oh, nailers. Wheeling Sorry. nailers. It's like a Dave real Naylor? hockey team name. Not like Dave Naylor. No. Imagine <laughs> no. <laughs> they just had Dave Naylor on their jersey. <laughs> wheeling. That's Naylor. what I like to picture. Dave Naylor doing a CFL report on the yeah. Wheeling Nailers. <laughs> Hi, live from Winnipeg. I'm Dave Naylor, and this is my team. <laughs> Dave Naylor, TSN. <laughs> Better network. Better network. <laughs> Bell five. Okay, no. Rogers infinite. I'm, I'm never going to not talk into my remote ever again. It's the best. It's the best thing. Is it? Um, yes, it is. <laughs> Snarky ass. Now, has Chicago won all the games you're going to win in this one? Oh. Mm, sure doesn't look like it, man. Like... Even though McDavid was that dominant, um, it was sort of tight towards the end. Right. Crawford didn't allow the greatest goal. But, like, if you get game one Crawford, like, this this one could go five. This one could go five. I still – Okay. It's, it's just like <sighs> – Montreal if- could play their best and lose. I think if Chicago plays their absolute best, they could win. Yeah. 
Um, but but if if Edmonton, I have a hard time believing. That's like, that's come awful. On. That's, that's awful. Off. That is that. Well, okay. And the, and this this is a lot of teams that suffer disappointment in these play-ins, and it's going to be someone, right? Uh, particularly the five seeds. It's going to be interesting. I made my argument for the Leafs that if they lose, they will have lost the same way that they've lost every game for three years. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is reason to look at significant change. If you're the Edmonton Oilers, do you just throw your hands up, say a few swear words, and go into the next season? I think you have to. I kind of think, think they you have do. Many options. Yeah. I kind of and, think you do. You just go, and also you Shit. start Miko Koskinen. You start who they did, and he they won. What a shock! Yep. Now he wasn't great, but he wasn't Mike Smith. Listen, none of us said he was great, no. <laughs> but like he's he's at least league average. He was very that's, good this year. That's all Edmonton needs. All you need. Give me league average. League average. That's all you should need. If you built a good team, there's going to be two or three teams that have a great goaltender. But those teams, especially as those goaltenders start to really hit their prime, are going to spend a good chunk of their money on the goalie. Right. What am I? What you am I, want is a league average goaltender and bananas superstar Connor McDavid. One of my favorite uh, guys that I see pop up on my Twitter every now and then is Grant Fuhr, because people just crap on him for oh you had crappy numbers and anyone could win cups behind Gretzky's Oilers. Eighties. Who had good numbers in the eighties? Well, there's that. But he's like, oh, anyone or people go, anyone could have won on the Gretzky Oilers, and he's like, anyone could have. I did. Right. <laughs> And like just holds yeah. holds up all the rings and he's just like, I'm in the Hall of Fame, I'm a champion. Yeah. You just blow it out your shove your there are very few people in the world that I think can say shove your numbers up your ass and ha- not sound like a jerk. Uh Grand Fear is one of them. He's fully entitled to tell you to shove your numbers up your ass. And he went on to have a pretty solid career partially like with the Leafs for like three seconds, and then um a really annoying with solid he had a solid 90s career with the st louis blues they were always in it always they made the playoffs 30 years in a row and they were a a pre (laughs) they were they were the preeminent second round team which they have remained until last year where they actually won oh you know they but they were they were i mean there was the shane you know shane corson and wayne gretzky and brett hall and like there was uh uh uh, brendan shanahan was there craig conroy when he was a younger player you look Chris Pronger, Al McKinnis. They, they, that was a good franchise for a long, long time. Um, I want to uh, move here, past here. What? one thing with Grant Fuhrer that I'm looking at. Hmm? Won the Vesna in 1988 with an 8-8-1 save percentage. <laughs> and it was oh, no. one of the bottom five worst save percentages of his career. But he won the Vesna. Played in 75 games. And won 40 of those freaking things. <sighs> wins, baby, wins. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks and Minnesota Wild, who, as Canucks and Wild fan pointed out to us last show, we forgot to cover. <laughs> no, we're true. like, we're done all this. Year, right? <laughs> yeah, we're done here. And we didn't even, we didn't even talk about them. <laughs> I thought, Sorry. if we're talking about boring series in the West. Oh. It's just a lot of green, guys. I'm sorry. I just <laughs> a lot of green. I'm not allowed to talk about a series with that much green. What is the from you know the Vancouver Canucks are a young-ish team, and they couldn't They're score young. Team one. They're young. I mean, they they are a young team except for the old guys that they've signed that are going to clog up their salary cap once the once the off season hits. Then there's that. um the they <laughs> the weird thing to me was they couldn't score goals in game one. Minnesota won three three nothing. So they put in they moved Brent Sutter up 
and dress Jake for Tannen. And that was the that was the trick. You can't knock I mean, them the, for something that works. You know? Well, they, it did work, but like, <laughs> well, like, like they say, like, oh, well, you know, guys, guys, our big move is let's move Brent Sutter up a line. You know, it got it done. Oh, no. And Louis Erickson, Louis Erickson dressed. So man, on the second how, line, I don't know how many more people have been more instrumental in the Leafs rebuild than the Vancouver Canucks for taking Jake for ahead of William Nylander. Oh, we should thank them forever. At least could have taken Ehlers. They could have taken Ehlers. I just remember back-to-back picks. The Canucks went for Tannen and the Hurricanes went Hayden Flurry. Oh, and uh, the Leafs were able to get Nylander. The Jets got Ehlers and it changed uh, both teams forever. It did. He's not even in the, he's not even a regular in the lineup anymore for Tannen. No. No, he he didn't play game one. So they took out Goddett and I uh, forget who else was draw, uh, or maybe for ten. Yeah, Foley, he's hurt. Oh, okay, yeah. uh, but you know it was it was a good emotional win for the Vancouver Canucks. Um, I mean, I don't know who you give the edge edge to in this series, and they don't play again till tomorrow. It's um, it's it's a it's an odd one because Minnesota plays that boring style, but they were able to score three goals uh, in the first game, and then able to score three goals in the second game. And, you know, you have to wonder with the Canucks, they are sort of built with some of these guys, the Jay Beagles and, and that sort of thing. They are built for grinding a little bit in the playoffs, or at least the bottom half of the lineup is. I would have thought that Vancouver was going to walk over Minnesota in this, but it doesn't seem to be the case. How do we see the rest of the series playing out? Like, what do you, I don't even know. It, game three feels like a toss-up. It is a toss-up. I mean, I mean, you can say that with any series, but this yeah. one really like you don't get there's no feeling one way or the other. No, it's really hard to read because the Canucks had a really sort of up and down season. But most of the down was when Jakob Markstrom was out of the lineup. Mm-hmm. So with him, I think they should be able to beat anybody. I wouldn't make him the favorite in any in in, in a lot of series, but they should be able to beat anybody with mm-hmm. the star power of Elias Pettersson and goaltending like Jakob Markstrom gave them. Because, uh, you know, in the sort of outside Vesna conversation and outside never going to get nominated for the MVP, but should maybe be sort of looked at as the MVP, that was Markstrom's sort of season. Minnesota was the hottest team in the league, I think, or one of them heading into the break. But that momentum's that momentum died Gone. months ago. So I would go with the team that I think is the best out of the two just on paper, which is the Canucks, but more high end talent on the Canucks. I would say way more high end talent on the Canucks. Um, And another thing, like it's, it's an interesting time to be an older player in the league because you would expect them by the spring to be worn down a bit. And the wild have a lot of those guys, Eric Stahl, you know, Myrtle talked about the hard miles on his body. And how many years ago was that? He said ago. that on the show, like when he was winding down in Carolina, and he's been—I mean, he had a 30, 35 goal a year, I think, since then. That guy was on Carolina so long that I have to adjust to the fact that he's on the Wild, and he's been there for like half a decade, right? Um, uh, Zach Parise is another older guy, Ryan Suter, but they won't have the same wear and tear that they typically do because they've had all these months and months and months off. So it's sort of an advantage for them. And those guys are much more important important parts of their team than any of the old guys are on the Canucks. So 
I give my edge to the Canucks, but it's uh, this is uh, this is more of a toss complete up, jump ball. One yeah. thing, one thing I remembered uh, while watching the series was that Minnesota traded Jason Zucker for uh, a first in Galchenyuk in like February because they were Galch, just selling. right? And now Galch is on the team, Galch. and they got that first round pick from Pittsburgh, and Jason Zucker's Whoa. out the door, and this is a team who didn't expect to be in this position. I don't think, even though they were charging towards the playoffs at the at the end of the the pause of the regular season, but I don't think they expected to be here. Just battling in like two games away from the first round or whatever it technically is well and do you remember us just taking an absolute dump sandwich on uh paul fenton for uh basically all the moves he made kevin fiala mm-hmm. well and kevin fiala was one of them so oh my god oh my oh my god so i'm just kevin looking at look good so here's the season he had though from january 9th Till February 1st, he had one, two, three assists in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. That's it. Three assists in eight games. From that, two goals, goal and an assist, assist, a goal and assist, a goal, two assists, nothing, nothing, goal, goal, nothing, goal and assist, goal and two assists, goal and an assist, goal and an assist, goal and an assist, one assist, nothing, two goals. Kind of hot. He was a little hot. He was one of the <laughs> hottest players in the NHL. Yeah. He was unbelievable. He was almost money in the bank for a goal and an assist per game. Stupid. That's pretty good. Stupid. Stupid. We'll see. And getting and getting to the last uh, the last series, uh, which um, is actually kind of going on right now. Well, actually, we've got two. We've got Arizona Nashville, which is in play right now. I believe currently Arizona is up, uh, so we'll ignore that for now because it'll be outdated anyway. Uh, Winnipeg came roaring back in Game Two versus Calgary. Game Three, Calgary dominated six to two. Next game's tomorrow. Is this series over? <laughs> I uh this is how fast this has all been moving. Did you just say Calgary won game three, six to two? Last yeah. night. They played two games in a row. Uh, I had no idea. Adams, I had no idea. Adam's most favorite player in the universe, Connor Hellebuck, did not look that great. He didn't. He I didn't. You know, did you see his did you see his press conference though, Jesse? No. I did see oh. the time he tried to save the puck with his rear end. Right, which you know what? Oh. If I was a goalie, oh, I, I would did do that see too. This. But I got a junk. I got junk in that trunk. So here's here's what I would say: <laughs> Connor Hellebuck is pissed, let in six goals. So he goes on to the press conference. And hockey players never do this. It's one of the best piece of audio from the playoffs so far. Torts got a lot of play yesterday. This was way better, and this is why I love Connor Hellebuck. He is quickly becoming my my favorite non-leaf in the in. Uh, in the NHL. He's awesome. He's up there with his long hair and his goatee looking like a big furry animal man. Oh, And and he says they're going to have to scratch and claw for every goal from here on out. Like, I said they take game four. Goalies, goalies are superstitious. Goalies are very anxious. Goalies are weird. And this and NHL players never say things like that. Never. And Connor Hellebuck's telling the Calgary Flames, good luck. You're never going to get another game like that. That is the kind of guy that I want on my team, assuming he backs it up. And he's been backing it up all year, and he's backed it up all the way into the into the play-ins. He would have made the playoffs. I think Connor Hellebuck, guys, 
I he is the player to watch in game four and potentially game five. If Winnipeg pulls it out, it's all on him. And what kind of play is that quote going to get if they do? Now, to not to denigrate Calgary, they look like what the Flames should look like. Yeah. The yeah. Flames should win this series against the Jets, especially with no line and Shifley. Like yeah. this is this, the Flames should win this series, and we talked about that in the preview show. We were saying, listen, it's not that the Flames aren't extremely talented; it's just that their players haven't shown up. But we look. At, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at the game three game sheet here. I'm gonna pull it up right now and see. Let's see who scored for the Flames. We got Lindholm should be scoring. Backlund, Monahan, uh, Kachuk, and <laughs> Milan Lucic had one called back and then scored one later, and then Johnny Gaudreau scored an empty netter. Those are the names that you need to have come up if you are the Calgary Flames, if you're going to win. Those are the guys, all of them. And, like, I don't regret my Jets pick um, based on the either. lineup that they went into game one with. I thought they were the better team. And if, then that lineup changed significantly, and I give it to the Flames now. Even <laughs> if I do even think if it Line goes a shows up, if Line a sh- shows up for game four, even if, if I told you before game one, there's no Shifley for this series. Does that change your pick? Yeah, a little bit. Me too. Yeah, me too. A hundred percent. He's a great. Mark Shifley is. A, yeah. He's a game breaker. He yeah. is a. He's a top, top, top center in this league, mm-hmm. and I and and a top player for the for the Jets who have you know they've done a great job. They lost Truba, Bufflin, and Myers this this off season. That's wild. That's and they're wild. here. They're here. Wild. So, but a but a guy like Mark Shifley is going to be the guy. So it's just it just seems like a little bit of. Uh, a little bit of bad luck following the Jets around, but I'm I, Connor Hellebuck, man. Wow. That is the, it was the kind of quote that I'm like, yes, thank you. Someone said something interesting in the playoffs. Now let's see him back it up. Um, now we did see something very interesting uh, before the Dallas Vegas game. Now they're in the play-ins because they're good teams. You know, they get to do that stuff. And we're really not p- covering the play-ins too much because who cares? Oh, you're, I keep, you're seated for, for who gets home ice advantage. Like, who I cares? I keep getting caught. I keep getting stuck. Like, oh, St. Louis, Colorado. That's a great series. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> One game and it's done. It, it could be in a couple anything. months. Yeah. It could be. Yeah. You know, maybe in mid-September it will be. Yeah. But it's not right now. So, um, during that game, we finally saw some players kneel. Yes. Ryan Reeves, Robin Leonard. Uh, I believe Tyler Sagan and Jason Dickinson. Dickinson. It finally happened. What was it like for you guys to see that? Was it sort of a relief? Was it sort of, was it, was it, is it too little too late? Is it, we're making progress? How does it feel to you? Uh, Uh, Like I said, last show kneeling, it feels significant because of the value. Uh, People who care about it have placed onto it. Like it means something. So the fact that the players are willing to do it, it definitely, it definitely means something. But you want to see, you want to see all the guys down there. You want to see them all linked arms with their knees, their knees on the ground, all supporting the movement. You know, and it's a great start. You can't knock the guys for doing it. Like it must take so much, so much cojones to stand up as a hockey player when all of your brothers in the locker room don't want to do anything to push a needle. And then those those guys go out there and they do that. So you got to commend them for that. It's cool yeah. to see. Um, Steve? Well, good good to see. I don't know. It's it's interesting. I thought that it was two players per team. Like it's almost like one guy on each team was like, listen, I kind of want to do this. Can someone <laughs> please join me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the impression I got. 
I it so if I'm guessing it's Reeves and Leonard was like, I'll join you. And it was Sagan mm-hmm. and Dickinson's like, I'll join you. That's totally me guessing. Um, I saw people go, wow, uh, what a character arc for Robin Leonard and for Tyler Sagan. Now I'll spend a little time on Sagan first. He, I guess people really didn't like early career Tyler Sagan and he was a bit of an idiot. Like he, he, you know, got busted for parties and stuff. And I think he missed practice a few times. And obviously there's a reason the Bruins traded him, although we make fun of them for that reason. And it was a mistake. Um, you know, he had a couple of really dumb tweets. Um, but it was always, it was never like, I even spoke to some people when he did that stuff. And they were never like, oh, yeah, he's a fucking idiot. They were always like, ugh, Tyler. Because they expect better of him. And I think he just had a growing up problem. And mm-hmm. if you go and look at the receipts from like the last half decade or so, like t- this is Tyler Sagan. Yeah. He's, yeah, this is Tyler Sagan. Oh, he just was a party boy. You, listen, if I was a, if I was talented at anything, and I had the kind of spotlight I had. This is a Toronto kid who was almost drafted by the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, and went to Boston. Big, big spotlight there as well. Um, I would have had the same things attached to me. I was partying like that at that age. I just didn't have the money or the talent or the good looks, frankly. So, you know, it was it, I was irresponsible and stupid at that age. That happens. Yeah. You need to grow out of it. Like, you need to grow out of it. And you do. You always talk about the receipts, Adam. Talk about the receipts. And to me, Tyler Sagan has the receipts. As for Robin Leonard, a lot of people were like, aren't you a Trump supporter? And he, because I, I want to say he had like Trump on his mask. He did. Uh, yeah. At one point. Um, he has obviously since said, and I didn't see this, but he goes, he said he's not anymore. Um, and if you want to talk about uh, you know, a gesture you can do. You can be one of the first four players to, uh, or I guess first five. Sorry, you got to include Matt Dumba. Obviously, he was the first. Um, if you're one of the first five players to uh, kneel uh, in the National Hockey League, um, I mean, that's that's a hell of a hell of a place to start. Um, the one thing I did feel bad for is after the game, and I guess I don't know why these guys feel the need to have to do this, but I did feel bad for Ryan Reeves because he, he still felt the need to explain. Yeah. You know, so I'm going to read a little bit of the quote and it's abbreviated, but uh, he said, I have the utmost respect for everybody that's gone over and fought and died for freedom of this country. But at the same time, those people go across sea, go across the seas. They go to war. Families are torn apart in in these wars for freedom, uh, for the freedom of this country, only to come back and find out that this country isn't free for everybody. That's where I'm coming from. And it's too bad. I mean, I guess, in a movement like this, change is slow and you do have to keep re-explaining things, which has got to be extremely frustrating. But I, I like it's sort of like every time it's 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 almost like, well, listen, I don't want to offend anybody, but here's why I have to do this. And even Ryan Reeves, like, guys, just to clarify, you know, I just I feel like, come on, man, like get it like just just own it. and it's not ryan that i'm criticizing it's like this is not hard this isn't a hard concept people in the military listen to this show and they listen to it abroad mm-hmm. and they know that the countries that they represent in the military do not uh the, the militaries that they represent sorry do not 
own their country. That's right. not how it works. Right. It's never about the, I, I'm so sick of people moving the goalposts. And they well, and they just out of thin air, bring the military into it. What? It was never about them. Stop it. Stop also, it. the flag isn't Stop just it. about the military either. The flag is about everyone. The military does not own the country. The military does not own the flag. The military owns the military. Or no, the country owns the military, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know exactly how it works. All I know is all the things that you're bringing up that are allegedly being disrespected have nothing to do with the conversation. Right. Nothing. And uh, just, right. on, just on Leonard for a second there, I think it's, it's Drew Brees, it's Kendall Coyne, and now it's Robin Leonard. Like, those are the things you want to see out of the movement. You want to see people's minds changing, and you want to see people start understanding and understanding what is happening. And it's not about the military or the flag or anything's disrespect. It's just about not being racist and how that's such a, <laughs> that seems like such a simple concept. But we have to... But we, but then you see these powerful statements about people like like Drew Brees's where he came around. He's like, oh, now I get it. It's so it's so simple. It's not it's not disrespect at all. And like those mm -hmm. are the things from especially from the sporting world that give me like the most hope when you see the minds being changed because the people who yes. are oppressed, the people who have lived it, we understand. Like we're not changing our own minds about it. We're we're already on. Are you sure? <laughs> I, I think I'm a little. Sure I mean, Jesse, you got to keep an open mind. Racism. Yeah, you know, have you given it a know. shot? I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, oh my god! <laughs> it's about it's about slowly affecting enough change and making enough noise that the other side comes around to support those who are already on the side of not being racist. Right. Yeah. And I, I saw something that I think sure. summarized what's what this is about. Um, in terms that it, it made it very simple for me. Um, and if, if this is still a tough concept for you, it's more than just, you know, guys in, in white hoodies at KKK rallies. Uh, you know, the, the idea here is that there is a, a system that unfairly targets minorities, right? And the, I, the protest thing is more than just the outward, like David Duke, weirdo racist cretins who are like living online and and posting hateful things because a lot of those people frankly have a lot more issues than just that a lot of that racism can be symptomatic of other bigger problems and mental health experts can talk to you about that beyond that we're talking about day-to-day -day systemic racism what does that mean and in, in in this particular thing said if everybody in the country wasn't a racist, if everybody in the country was anti-racist, which is almost impossible to achieve, but if it was, the system would still unfairly target minorities. That's the problem. If you take all the racist, racist people out of it, the system is not built to function for everyone. That's what we're trying to achieve. Wow, Adam, why don't you just blow your nose with the flag? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I, I just yeah. thought if, if anybody's still struggling with the concept, that's what it is. No. And if you would like to know more, feel free to DM me because I've read a ton of stuff on colonialism and would love to talk to you about it. Mm -hmm. Love to.
There's so much great information out there, and I could recommend a few podcasts to you so you can check it out. And it's just history, and you and you can read some books and listen to some podcasts, and it's it's very interesting listening and reading, and you'll understand how you know this isn't just some made up thing. This is a real thing that happened over hundreds of years, and we're trying to undo it, and we're trying to do it undo it in a very quick amount of time. Yeah. It's going to take some time though. And anyway, with, and with those things, like with the with the entire system, comes a little. Uh, all those other branches that were people are trying to eliminate, just like recognizing that every day people of color are disadvantaged and not thinking like, hey, I, I look at everybody the same because we're not the same because the system doesn't afford everybody the same opportunities. And like those things lead to just things like microaggressions, like you're trying to eliminate those things. And all these conversations are coming to light. And these are things that everybody's trying to eliminate and trying to fix in our society. And it's going to take a long time, but the more we talk about, the sooner we'll get there. That's right. Yeah. Shout out Black Girl Hockey Club. Yeah. They got a shout out on. Uh, they got a shout out from Ron McLean the other day too, which was great. No that was unreal. Yeah. That was great. That's awesome. And they're doing great work. And uh, I hope you have. I hope you get the chance to follow them and donate if you can. Um. So beyond that, a listener asked a really good question. And before we get to the press conference here, I would just like to ask. The listener suggested that Jesse Blake is the Elliot Friedman of the podcast based solely on one physical attribute, and that is the beard. <laughs> so my question to you, Steve Dangle, and I have my answer ready to go. And I oh, want and everybody's answer. Oh, my God. You can pull on it. Does that hurt? Okay. All right. You're showing off. I know. It's delicious. You're just Who's showing got off. the better beard? Elliot Friedman or Jesse? Oh, it's And Elliot. I want answers in the comments. So Jesse says Elliot. Steve. Elliot. Elliot? Jesse, Jesse's, here's why. Okay. Jesse's beard is far too normal. Jesse's beard looks like it belongs on his face. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot's beard Elliot started looks look like, like he's writing back to his sweet, his, his wife from the fields of Gettysburg. <laughs> It's Elliot's in the Revenant every day. Here's Eleanor. <laughs> Stop. This is Elliot. Stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Long have I yearned for your embrace. Stop. <laughs> I'm going to give it to Jesse for the same reason Steve gave it to Elliot. It fits Jesse's face better. Elliot's is up, is out there, and you know Elliot's playing a prank on all of us. You know that. Mm-hmm. You know what he's doing. And, and Elliot? here's Elliot's doing a really sp- because you were not allowed to have beards on Hockey Night in Canada up until this year. But I think because the players have a little bit of a relaxed setting because they can walk to the, you know, the game without suits on now. I think Elliot is now going well. I mean, if the players can. How about how about Biggie? I so, think Steve Dangle gets told to shave that nonsense. Oh yeah. I think Elliot Friedman is taking advantage of the fact that he's Elliot Friedman. <laughs> and can look like a colonial general. <laughs> the dude looks like Grover Cleveland. Like, I, I love oh, it. Yeah. I love it. I uh, no. I I hope he keeps his upsetting beard for as long as possible. I hope his beard gets to hoist the Stanley Cup. Like he just Elliot, he just goes like this, and two hands come out of his beard and go yeah, and hoist, <laughs> hoist it above his lips. And with it's, that, let's, it's it's mighty. 
Let's get to the press conference. Jesse, before you play. Dangle press conference. Holy shit. <laughs> that was regret. I was going to have you pause so I could go to the bathroom, but then my eardrum. I, was fun. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Would it be okay if I went to the bathroom? No, and, hold on and- one more time. Okay. All right. I couldn't hear that. Press conference. Did you play it? Did you play it? Hey, did, did you play it? Did you hear that? Yeah, I did. Steve yeah, I did hear that. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. Some heavy bass on that, Tony! Jesse. Oh my God. Where are you, <laughs> Tony? <laughs> that's like that's like when you're driving around and your friend's parents like Oldsmobile Alero in high school, and you're just thumping the bass, and the, the speakers can't handle it. This 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 car was meant for old people. <laughs> that was really specific. I got to use the bathroom. Give me a sec. All right. <laughs> First question. This is from Austin Miller, A Miller thirteen ninety seven on Twitter. Austin M. Did having Leo or having to change up? Did having Leo having to change up how you watch a game affect the outcome? Steve, I'm going to simplify this question. How has having Leo affected how you watch the game? Uh, so yesterday he slept peacefully. Until he started to stir, I made him a bottle. He crapped in my lap while I fed him, and then Matthew scored. Mm. So I guess the way he's changed the way I watch the game is based off the one game I've watched with him. He pooped, and now I hope that he poops so that my team can win. Because for game one, he was basically just asleep upstairs. So that question reminded me of this tweet. Can I can I read this tweet to you mm-hmm. from the Cleveland baseball team? <laughs> If for you and it could field was you and you for it was to be, should you for $10,000, would you do it? I mean, this guy's got a point. It was sent out yesterday. If for you and it could field was and you for it was to be, should you for $10,000, would you do it? You guys ever listen to Rogan? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Don't bring Joe Rogan into this. I didn't say <laughs> You guys ever listened to that? Was but what was okay? I can't decide if their strategy of leaving that tweet up and just commenting about it like nothing happened. I can't just decide if that's just leave it. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, I kind of think it's brilliant. Like, I don't know how that got sent. I don't know if someone is quitting in an amazing fashion or if they just simply made a mistake. I called Nick oh, Robertson the defenseman. Did. It seems like they tried to start that tweet three different times and forgot. And then and then added the part where it makes sense the ten thousand I mean, dollars, would you? Been there. I mean, we're all not sleeping properly. Do you guys okay, want a question from Adam Steiner? Ooh, Adam Steiner nine. I like that he's named after a gigantic beer can or beer glass. Stein. I like that he's named after a wrestler named Big Papa Pump. What? Got Steiner. I don't know, dude. You don't know Scott Steiner? Okay, okay. Yes, no, Steiner. you guys okay. are wrong. Yeah. No, no, I we, am not wrong. Okay, we need to call out before we get to Adam's question. We need to call out Steve for a second here. Okay, let's do it. You did this yesterday too. You, dropped, you, you dropped a reference in our group chat to to Edge and so Edge and Lesson, Christian Edge Edge from uh, WWE and some other wrestler. 
in regards to Muzzin. I was like, I don't understand your deep cut wrestling references. <laughs> Stop comparing things to wrestling. When, it's not Steve, a conversation. Deep when cut Steve, wrestling references. When Steve is not watching Austin Matthews in the summertime score all 40 of 47 of his goals. 47, get it right. If he is logged into the Steve Dangle podcast YouTube account, he is watching old wrestling videos. Because So when Jesse logs on, all he sees is recommended for you. Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan. And then wrestling. Is it Joe Rogan? No, it's no. It's just no. everybody gets a Joe Rogan recommendation. Oh, you could watch. I was like, you I haven't could, watched You could be on YouTube Kids and they're like, you want to see Jordan Peterson own a guy? <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> That's just the way YouTube works. They're the Joe Rogan factory until actually he's on Spotify now. So yeah. probably not. Peppa Pig, but, but, Max and Ruby, Paw Patrol. Women are wrong again. <laughs> Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol. Steve, my wrestling, my hardcore wrestlingness is from a very, uh, a very distinct era in the, I guess it would be early 2000s. Where yeah. Randy Orton was king. Wait, Jesse. And they brought stop back, talking for a second. They brought back DX. What do you What are you putting up? Okay, continue. What is that? It's Edge. <laughs> do you have an Edge figurine? Yes, that's really cool. I was going to hang it up when, in the room. I was around when Edge was around. You know, I watched a lot of that. John Cena. He was He was my boy. I was like eleven. You know, mm -hmm. but like I can't. I can't keep up sometimes. And you I need can't to stop either. it. I can't either. Because then it's not a it's conversation. Deep. It's just you spitting facts at me that I don't understand. Yeah, facts about fiction, <laughs> frankly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Facts> about fiction. <laughs> and uh, I, mean, I, I did watch too. I watched right up. Like I used to. I was in the Rock versus Hulk Hogan era, and I went to WrestleMania in Toronto, mm -hmm. and I sat seven million seats back, but I was there. Uh, but like, and, and actually Eric Young always talks about that one. Our boy, Eric Young, yeah, Eric Young who boy seems like Eric the coolest Young. person alive and just rides he, motorcycles all day and smokes cigars and watches like, hockey and God writes for the athletic. That, and man. yeah, yeah, oh. man, that, that, <laughs> if that's a life, that's a good life. Right. Um, uh, yeah, but he, uh, he said that that was one of the greatest matches of all time was the rock versus Hulk Hogan because people were cheering for the wrong guy. They were cheering oh. for Hulk. Mm -hmm. I was cheering for Hulk. Screws everything up or, for everybody. Well, and then and then they they were able to switch it up so that the crowd so that you know because the Rock won, wanted the crowd to be cheering for the Rock. They switched it up on the fly because they're both masters at it, and uh, it was an amazing night. But that is where the, the knowledge that I have ends, Steve. Steve, you haven't said anything. <laughs> all I said, all I, I was looking back at the conversation. I said it looked like a stinger. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And then I said, that reminds me of Edge and Page. <laughs> All you got to do is type in those words together. Now, I did type in Edge and Stinger together, and it is a bit of a confusing Google search on account of Sting is a wrestler, mm -hmm. and there's an exercise bike that is apparently called the Edge Stinger. But <laughs> if Page Stinger should bring you directly to the injury, and you would have seen that if you had bothered to look. And no, that also leads to it. Damn it. No, here it is. Here's the video. Exactly. Shut your face. I don't understand. What I'm we sure this right makes now. for great podcasts. Yeah, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. I didn't bring this topic up. How many Joe Rogan videos are on the side of the suggested? <laughs> well, okay. So I've looked up wrestling. So already enormous oh, yeah. chauvinist. Yeah. Like, <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, I'm like, hey, uh, do, do you know about this uh, wrestling video from a few years ago? Men's rights activist, gotcha. So here's what we got lined up for you. You looked up women's wrestling. You must have made a mistake, sir. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's kind of how it works. Jesse, next question. So from Adam Steiner. Adam Steiner wants to know: Would you rather have Kadri in this series or Barry and Kerfoot? <sighs> I'm going to be unpopular. Barry Kerfoot. I'm going to say Barry Kerfoot too. Yep, Barry Kerfoot. Here's the uh, thing, dude. Who do you replace Barry with? You don't. And Kerfoots look great. <laughs> yeah. And what are you going to do uh, without Muzzin and no and no Barry? Uh, and here's the other thing. Uh, Nazem Kadri, as much as we love him and miss him, Nazem Kadri got suspended two first rounds in a row and directly affected negatively the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Leafs had no choice but to trade him. They didn't have a him. choice. I love him too. I love him. I will always love him. If he wins the Stanley Cup, I'm probably going to cry tears of joy for him. Yes. But Nazem Kadri traded himself. Bingo. He did, and Kerfoot's he was going to move. Great. Yeah, he does. great, man. I, I like Kerfoot on the uh, penalty kill too. He's looked really strong. <laughs> Why did it I take really... so long to try? I don't get that either. <laughs> oh I don't my get that god! Either. It's not like he's like... playing power play minutes. Like I didn't, I didn't understand that. But yeah, finally they've done it. Um, Jesse, next question. Next question from uh, PLS Call Measurely. They want to know. <laughs> Is Dubis getting fired a real possibility if the Leafs don't make it past the play-in? No. 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 Shut but who, who suggested it was? They're asking the question. I know, but did, did anybody suggest that it was? I don't think so. No, he's not going to get fired because of losing in the play-in. But the conversation definitely begins. The conversation sure. begins is, are we going in the right direction? Because mm -hmm. we keep thinking that we should be closer to contention. We intentionally did not buy at this deadline because the team did so poorly heading into the deadline. We keep thinking this team is further ahead than they are. Maybe they're not. And if they're not where we thought they were, should the people evaluating them get into a little bit of trouble. Well, they should. They should have some hot water and maybe some fire under their feet. But doing making a change now, um, you've just brought in a new head coach. I mean, like I think people are in such a damn hurry to, to fire people in this town. We forget what it was like when Dave Nonis was the GM and Randy Carlisle and Ron Wilson and whatever else was the coach. Um, this, this organization five years ago was an absolute disaster, an absolute mess. And I think people forget that. We're lucky now. I don't think people realize what a laughing stock, what a joke the Toronto Maple Leafs were. Go back and look at the roster they thought was going to make the playoffs. Go back and look at the David Clarkson contract. Yep. Go back and look what they almost gave Cody Franzen, which he insanely turned down. What oh. they almost gave Dave Bolin, which the Panthers somehow outbid them on. Guys, I don't think you realized anybody that tells you that Dubas needs to get fired. It's that there's one little crew, uh, a very bullying and mean crew, actually, in, in Leafs Twitter. Who just that, got exposed. They just got exposed. And by the way, shout out to Quinn for that. Um, uh, you know, for who are like, they don't like Dubas and they also don't like anybody who's not a straight white dude. 
Um, I don't uh, know what you're referring. Now, what are, what Good. is their YouTube algorithm like? Yeah, right. But the 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 reality here is that people don't like Dubas because Dubas is a fucking nerd, and they're like, "You fucking nerd! You don't know hockey." Dubas is extremely smart. This is a team that is imperfect, but is underplaying or was underplaying. Last night was a great example of what they can do, underplaying the talent level that they have. Making a change right now goes right back to what it was for 15 years of cycling through a whole bunch of hockey men and getting absolutely nowhere. You don't realize, you don't understand, you don't have any perspective on what the Toronto Maple Leafs were five years ago. And you think, oh, that's a long time ago. It feels like yesterday to me. And everybody that anybody that tells you that Lou Lamorello was the answer, in a lot of ways, Lou Lamorello was the answer for the time. But if Lou Lamorello had kept going here, there would have been a total disaster on our hands. Nikita Zaitsev, Patrick Marlowe, and many, many others. It's it's this is this is unfortunately what growth is. It's painful. Now I'm not saying you can't hold managers to account. I think we have on this show. Um, I think that there are that you know, like we talked about it a couple episodes ago, I think, Steve, it was like, you know, how do you not have a center on a penalty kill for two years? How do you not it's get that? How do you go a into a season and you don't have a, the proper yeah. backup? Those are legitimate criticisms. But to say, and, and you know what you could say, you could criticize uh, the negotiating skills for, you know, uh, an overpayment on, Mar- or on Marner. People still think Nylander's overpaid. I got news for you. You're absolutely wrong. You're wrong. People you're think wrong. Matthews is overpaid. Yeah, people think, well, he scored 47 goals. I don't know. Like, I don't understand that. And that's fine. They can have that opinion. They can be wrong, but they can still have that opinion. They are wrong. Marner, Marner will probably live up to his deal. Nylander definitely will. Um, Matthews, I think, will. The point here is that this is these guys. How old is Austin Matthews? 23? Might have just turned 23. He is among the youngest players on this team. Still you know that, right? He's like top, he's like the bottom three, like youngest guy on this team. He's just, this is not an old team. This is not a mature team. They got turn a lot 23 of 23 mid playoffs. <laughs> you got to understand. Yeah. Turn 23 mid playoffs. Like think about that. He's so he's not, so he's not even, tw- he's still 22. Yep. Wow. Austin Matthews is 22 guys perspective. Austin Matthews is going to hit his peak in five years. Like this is, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just trying to, let me reframe, like, go back and read some of the articles from back in the day about what the Leafs were dealing with, the cap hell they were in, the zero talent that they had, the empty cupboard that they had with the AHL. And White of, should be captain. Like, it just, a, it was a joke. It was an absolute joke. This franchise is fine. And I disagree strongly with Steve, and I love you, Steve, but I disagree strongly with you when you say, if they don't make it through this, they should blow it up. Do they need to make a move? Sure. I can get down with a move. But blow it up? Nah. Blow it up is ridiculous because blow it up means get rid of one of the big five. And I include right. Morgan Riley in that. Tavares, Nylander, yeah. Marner, Matthews, uh, Morgan Riley. Yeah. So I'm not suggesting that. But you do need to look at I at least at least three guys on the after active roster have to be gone. That's and like significant. Significant. That could be fair. Um, and moved. Uh, but I think the firing Dubas conversation, I think we're at least two years of abysmal failure away from that. Yeah. Yeah. At least because ultimately he's done a good job. Tell me, tell me anybody that's going to trade back John Tavares's 47 goal season. 
No. Yeah. Like, do you do you understand that like nobody got close to 50 goals on the Toronto Maple Leafs for like 30 years? Like it was he scored 47 like, like in his sleep. Oh, I'm frozen. Oh, there you are. Frozen. Back. You're back. Am I frozen? Can you hear me? There yeah. you are. Yeah, we can hear you. Can you hear there me? you are. Yeah. Yes. Hello. Hi. All right, Hi. Steve. Steve. Can you hear me? This is our podcast now. This is us. This you, is just us. Asked, okay, I don't even know what Steve said. Adam's. Uh, I said hello. But we just oh. said we can hear you. Sorry, guys. Uh, I don't know what happened. It says my internet connection is unstable, kind of like me in general. Oh, we just get along. Uh, no, but in all honesty, I, I think I think we gotta we gotta put things in perspective here. Yes, we'd all like to have a Stanley Cup by now, but frankly. Um, this is part of the growing pains. I want you to look up the Pittsburgh Penguins at the end of the 80s. It took Mario Lemieux six years to make the playoffs, to make the playoffs. Right. When there were 16 teams that made the playoffs and only 21 in the entire league. And the Penguins still couldn't make the playoffs with Mario Lemieux. Like, come on, guys. Get it together. Wake up. And, that, and that's not the person that's asking the question, by the way. I'm just saying, anybody that says fire Dubas, fire yourself. You're terrible. You suck. Whoa. What are you talking about? Whoa. Don't know what you're talking about. Can I ask one last question? Yes, no. please. Steve, first of all, what are you scrolling? Nothing. It's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it probably is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> this Go one, ahead. This one comes from Jeremy. Jeremy wants to know, corn or flour tortilla? The flour are the soft ones, right? Yeah. Flour all day. I like them both. Flour. Okay. I like them both. I don't even, I've never once gone, you know what I usually do? I go, ooh, I get to have one of each. That's <laughs> fair. It's true. I, will... I literally did that on the weekend. There were both options, and I went, I'm going to have both. I'm going to go with no on corn. <laughs> 10 times out of 10. You're Not right. a corn tortilla guy. I want I want it to hold together. But it. See, here's the thing with flour. Flour tortillas wrap up the food like a nice little blanket. It's a nice little sleeping bag of deliciousness. Mm. Whereas corn tortillas just fall apart and it just becomes a taco salad. Mm-hmm. Damn. True. Same. Well, more for me. Jesse, what about you? Uh, flour. See. Flour all day. Correct. The answer is correct. <laughs> okay. Steve's not even paying attention anymore, so we can wrap this up. No. <laughs> You want to know what's, if you're watching this, you know what you want to know when Steve's not engaged? He's looking like this. I was looking at the both of you guys. I'm so fucking tired, man. <laughs> yeah, he's a new baby. I know I'm giving you a hard time. Oh, Leo Steve. just babbles. I know, man. <laughs> Listen, I love being I love being a dad, but I wouldn't go back to that first six months for anything. He literally just grunts like a gremlin for hours every night. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen. we started laughing at it because we call it his Chucky phase. If you've ever watched the Chucky movies when he attacks them, it's <laughs> what he sounds like. He does. My adorable baby who's like so bright eyed and like just learning to smile mm-hmm. for several hours a night. <laughs> and it's really distracting. Yeah. And at that age, if they even make a noise when you're sleeping, you're like, is everything okay? Is it is it alive? Is it alive? Literally. That's the thing, man. Like we've actually we're like we're over it. 
It's just oh, <laughs> we're over it. We the first two weeks I was a hover dad for sure, and yeah. now I'm like, can you stop grunting? <laughs> it's really inconvenient for me. It's yeah, really you know, inconvenient for me. What was supposed to happen? This was supposed to be the perfect thing. Is the playoffs were supposed to be over? The Stanley Cup was supposed to be over. Free agency was essentially supposed to be over, and Leo mm-hmm. was supposed to be born. It was almost perfectly timed, and then the pandemic hit, and now Steve is hitting the beginning of the playoffs in the middle of one of the hardest parts about being a parent schedule wise. But we're hoping that he just starts to enter sleeping through the night territory when we hit this off season yes which is october november no not out of the question it's not out of the question and he is a decent sleeper it's just in his sleep he goes and that's when you got to put him in his own room baby monitor oh funny you should mention that uh we uh tested the baby monitor just yesterday (laughs) oh good good because we were like does this work let's just let's just take it out of the box make sure it works (laughs) that's that's where we're at yeah. Well, best of luck with that. And to you, if you are going through young baby stuff as well, best of luck to your teams. We will see you back on, I believe, Sunday, correct? We have a Sunday show. I don't know. And Sunday might be uh, game five or the series is over. Okay. So if, if there is a game five Sunday, we will delay till Monday. Yeah. So we're going to base that on the Leafs. Just okay. heads up to everybody. Uh, if the Leafs can take the next two games, Thursday, Friday, then we will see you Sunday. If mm-hmm. not, we will see you Monday. Until then, good luck to your team. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs> what the hell is that? Is that what you wanted to do? There it is. I did it. <laughs> so you got to talk over the intro. It doesn't get in okay. right away. We're, we're gonna we're gonna go now. It's, now it's it's gonna hit. There it is. Oh. <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter. Underscore <laughs> Dangle. Adam W Y L D E. Jesse Blake. We can practice that.